everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Healing for the Soul podcast, where every week I feature different guests to help you become the best version of yourself through different methods you may not have heard of or thought of. Today, I have my guest, Catherine Iram, on the show talking about universal love. So let's get started. Thank you, Catherine, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Robin. I'm so happy to be here with you. So what is your specialty and who do you help? Great. So I'm a physician and I no longer practice conventional medicine. Um, I help people with their spiritual transformation so they can connect with their essence so they can benefit themselves and other people and hopefully contribute to a greater, more peaceful society. That is awesome, especially for the peaceful part of society. We definitely need that at this time. Absolutely. So who or what inspired you to create universal love? Yes. So I started off, as I said, in conventional medicine, and I traveled all around the world learning different healing practices. I really love, you know, getting deeper into the sacred. And I brought that into my work. I did a fellowship in integrative medicine, which is the combination of conventional and holistic therapies. And so I had a practice okay. with that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. I feel like you would really love it, Robin, and probably a lot of Yeah, people. most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And in and so that was really wonderful. And I was helping people with their different um, ailments. A lot of them were, you know, physical ailments like um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autoimmune disorders, and a lot of them were more mental, like depression and anxiety. And I just noticed some underlying patterns when I was treating people. And those were that people were connecting to this deep part of themselves for healing. And back then, when I had this medical practice, I used to do the medical, the alternative medicine, the psychological, the energetic, and the spiritual, really helping people get into that place of healing. Um, but over time, I started just connecting more with the healing part, with connect, helping people connect with that deep essence. And people started coming to me more, trying to find their sense of purpose, their calling, what their true contribution was. So I started focusing solely on that rather than treating illness was helping people step into their calling and um, for a greater contribution to society. So that's really my focus now is helping people connect with their hearts and ask, what's my contribution to a peaceful future? That is awesome. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known you before when I was going through my own different things in life, because it's like. For me, sometimes, and a, and a lot of people, I do agree that we have that, what is it that we're here for? I'm like, what purpose do we serve? And I think that's where a lot of, I don't know if you've ever read the Think and Grow Rich book, um, where he talks about, like, we have to have a purpose, otherwise we fail. Like, we don't understand our purpose. We don't have a goal. We fail in life. Yeah, and that sense of purpose is really important because we hear a lot about this word purpose, right? And a lot of times it seems mental. Like, what am I supposed to do for work? What am I supposed to do here? And, but really it's a really deep question of why am I alive? What, what, what's here for me on this planet? And what I found over my work in conventional medicine, alternative medicine, integrative medicine, spiritual work is that this connecting to this deep sense of purpose helps us become healthier in the greatest sense because when we're connected to it we 
know how to take care of ourselves better. We know where we're going. We know how to help other people. And we know our place in the universe for mm -hmm. lack of a better word. Well, that makes a lot of sense though. Cause yeah, that's like one of the things I still struggle with off and on. Like, like what I was, so like one of the things that I struggle with is who and what is it I'm supposed to be doing? Cause like, there's so many different things that I do and it's like, okay, but what one title do I have? Or like, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, like just focus on one thing because everybody, and by everybody in business, I mean, like a lot of the business coaches, a lot of the people say, you have to focus on one thing. And I'm like, but I got like three, four or five different things that I'm very passionate about. And I want to help people with, but they're like, start out small. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big picture. I can't do small. I know. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And like this, I think one of the things that you're alluding to, which I am super excited about is the primacy of our internal space. So it's so easy to get caught up into there's like, I do this thing and I do that thing. Or if we're trying to make our lives better, like I need to take this supplement, go to this practitioner, it's all this external stuff. But really there's yes. a of our hearts and there's a natural essence that flows through whatever we do, whether we're taking care of our kids, our parents, um, doing our jobs, whatever it is, it naturally flows through, whether you're in healing, healthcare, an artist, whatever you do, it naturally flows through if you're connected with the essence of your heart. Okay, that makes a lot more sense then because like the biggest thing that I've, I've asked people a lot has been, are you supposed to follow your passion or money? Because you're like, I've, it's weird like how many people are like, well, you're supposed to follow your passion, then you're supposed to follow money. And I'm like, but why can't we combine both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I hope you get one or the other. <laughs> yeah, there's something that precedes both of those things. Yes. And the essence in our heart. Robin, do you mind if I bring us into the energy of it? Oh, yeah, that's no problem. I have no problem with that. Yes, I'm excited. That sounds good. Okay, so if you are watching and or listening and you're in a space where you can do this, not driving, <laughs> let's uh, close our eyes and place our hands on the center of the heart and put all of your awareness on the center of the heart. Great. Breathe into the center of your heart and really feel the center of the heart. Now, rather than thinking the center of the heart, feel the center of the heart. And in your awareness, you may see a point or an image, or a light of the center, and breathe into this, just putting all of your awareness on the center of the heart. Keep breathing here. Now allow the heart just to open. Allow that center to open. And allow a light to come pouring through. Just keeping all of your awareness on the center of your heart, allowing it to open and allowing that light to pour through. Just keeping your awareness here. Now the key is feeling this sensation. What does this feel like? What does the center of your heart feel like? 
And it may feel gentle. And so the more we connect with the center of the heart, the more gentle it feels. So really feel into that gentleness. And this sensation we're connecting with, this feeling permeates our lives. And the more we connect with the heart, the more it permeates our lives and our actions without us doing anything. It just starts to really permeate this loving energy, this compassion. Now keeping all of your awareness on the center of the heart, just notice that this isn't just another practice, but this is a real piece of energy anatomy that exists across cultures. We know this place to be true. And this is the wellspring of healing. You can do this whenever you'd like, or if you don't have time to close your eyes and meditate, you can just place your hands here and this will help stimulate the energy of the heart. And when you feel ready, come back up. And if you'd like to stay here, that's good too. Thank you. That was awesome. I'd rather stay here. <laughs> Just saying that. that was a little bit of hypnosis at the same time. Yeah. That was I'm, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for doing that with me. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it because I'm like, I just saw a bunch of butterflies <laughs> on myself. That's what that's what I was seeing with a bunch of butterflies inside my heart. And um, like when you said about going deeper, like looking into the heart, just like the center of it, I really could see all my children, like all five, all, all five of my living children, but then also my three children that are in heaven. So it's like I was able to see them all. And it's like just seeing their smiles. Yeah, so it's, that's what I'm like, I appreciate it very much. And I was thinking about how I can radiate that out to others. And just imagine, like, if other people did this all the time, like, how much more calm we would be as a society instead of all of the fighting. Robin, I'm right there with you. It's like, it's when we have that heart field, so we know that when you sit there one-on-one -on -one with someone that you open up this field, whether we're talking to a therapist or a loved one, we open up this heart field and we can communicate through it even non-verbally. And when we do this in groups, this happens as well. And there's also a global coherence we can get into and, and you're a heart math person, practitioner. So yes. we do a lot of this too. And so people are actually recording the numerical benefits of, of how this works and elucidating the scientific processes. So obviously, it's a good thing for us to connect with our hearts and promote more peace. It is. And that's actually where I like being able to have these holistic methods. So do you ever get the question? Cause I'm like, I've been asked the question is when should people go for medical intervention versus the holistic methods? This is a very good question, Robin. So, my fellowship training, as I said, was in integrative medicine, which is the combination of the two. And the reason that I like this is because one of the things that happens in integrative medicine is that we scientifically study all of these different holistic interventions 
And so we know when when we have evidence to use a holistic intervention and when it might be better to use a conventional intervention. And this depends on the person as well, because no two people with depression are the same. And so you want to see what, what would really work best for the person. Um, and in my practice, I've noticed that different interventions work for different people. You know, some people may respond better to an antidepressant. Some people may respond better to a supplement or an herb. And some people respond to lighter interventions like homeopathics or energy work um, or, 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 or hypnosis. So it really depends on the person. What is important for what I'm doing these days is when you connect with your heart, you have a greater sense of healing from within yourself. And it's that understanding that healing comes from within that we can operate and go see the person that will work best for us. Now, it's really good to know that there's no, you know, you don't want to shun medical interventions and you don't want to shun holistic no. interventions but really work with what you need at the right time without marginalizing any of those things. So it's good to see your doctor. It's good to see your holistic practitioners that work well with you. And it's good to understand your internal reliance as well. So that's really the lay of the land. And we could obviously get into it more. Um, and it's um, in specific examples with, with specific people, um, we can talk about some of the nuances of that. That, that would be good because I know like um, one of the things that, like I said, I get asked that question. So for me, it's like I just tell people, I'm like, well, you still need to see your medical doctor. This is not like a cure-all be-all, but it is a step towards deciding whether or not you want to have the next step to have the best health. Because there's like me, for example, I still have to have C-sections. My body just does not know how to have the children naturally. And I'm okay with that. And so they're like, that's the way I get to have children. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't need to see a doctor unless if my hypnosis isn't working, my NLP isn't working, my Reiki isn't working. Then I'm like, okay, now it's time I need to see a doctor. Because if none of those work and my oils don't work, then I'm like, okay, then it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things to discuss here. Mm -hmm. So one of them is that there's this common notion that there's holistic medicine and there's a, there's a conventional medicine and the two don't mix. But the reality is that <laughs> all, healing, all healing is the same. You know, there's one underlying healing energy of all medicines and we can connect with that. And when we're connected with that, we can really access the interventions that are best for us. I'll bring this into another point. And that is that different medicines have their different strengths. So some of the strengths, there's a lot of different strengths of Western medicine, obviously. And one of them is um, prevention. We do a lot of really good prevention um, for cancer, heart disease, um, you know, also antibiotics, many, many, many things that are good. And there's many different strengths of other medicines too. So we have to know, you know, what medicine to use at the right time. Um, that's why going to integrative doctors is a good idea too, because they can help combine that for you. Um, but the point that I would like to make is, uh, I'll tell you a story, if that's okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. 
Yeah, because this might illustrate the point a little bit. So I had a patient years ago when I was in private practice in integrative medicine um, who had a lot of different conditions. She was on a lot of different like supplements. So when people um, when people have a lot of ailments, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this and you suffer from various ailments, you really want to get better, right? And so you go to the different people that will help you. And so when people are in the regular medical system, they may wind up on a lot of different medications and you get a lot of different effects of medications. When people are in kind of holistic land, they may wind up on a lot of different supplements. And so with this one particular patient I'm talking about, she got a lot better when I took her off of the supplements and helped her find her own reservoir of healing. So it's different for every person. But I will say that a lot of times substituting um, what's considered natural for what's considered pharmaceutical doesn't always mean that it's better if we have still the same underlying patterns. So in this particular patient I'm talking about, I looked through all of her labs and really the only abnormality on her lab was that her liver was suffering because she was on so many supplements. So taking her off of them got her better. And I helped her realize that there was actually nothing wrong with her. Now I'm not discounting. Yeah, it's great. And I'm not discounting. Yeah, it's awesome. Because what happens is, you know, I'm not discounting physical disease. Of course it exists. But a lot of times people get caught in this web of what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I've got to find out what's wrong with me. I've got to go to this, you know, this doctor, this practitioner, this therapist, find out what's wrong with me, give me something to take, a pill, a supplement, whatever it is, and that will fix what's wrong with me. Now, that is an endless rabbit hole because even if we use the most holistic intervention like hypnosis, like meditation, if you're doing it to fix yourself, it's like you're going to keep looking forever of how to fix yourself. But if you get to that place of what's right inside of you, like that that wellspring of healing, you can feel better. And I've seen this time and again that people who are looking for what's wrong with me, and you'll wind up a lot of times with a lot of labels of what's wrong with you, you know, <laughs> and um, when, when they find that wellspring of healing, they become undepressed, more alive, have a greater sense of purpose. So while not discounting, you know, that disease exists and that we need to, take care of ourselves medically at times, we also need to look for what's right about ourselves and really tap into that and really live. And that's really a key to, you know, our health, um, awakening, finding our purpose and contributing. That I would agree with. I was, yeah. I was starting to smile a lot because I'm like, yeah, you sound like um, you described me perfectly. You know, like right before everything else, like with my son went to went down the crapper basically because it's like I was like always told well there's this is wrong with you that's wrong with you and then now I'm like at the point where okay well I I look at my long list of like three pages worth of different diagnoses that never actually existed because I was just trying to figure out what was wrong with me like why was I having these different feelings like why did they exist like the fibromyalgia is big and I'm like now I don't have it anymore it's because when I was able to find out what was causing it, that I'm like, you know what? It's okay. 
but it's no longer there. I mean, like, it feels good to be touched now because basically you would never want to have kids with fibromyalgia because, you know, like kids are always touching you, you know? And for me, it was like, don't touch me. Like my own husband couldn't even touch me. I'm like, don't because it hurts. And then after I found that peace and everything, I'm like, now I can get touched all the time because that's what kids do. And I'm like, now it doesn't bother me. And I can't imagine what my life would be like if I still held on to the fibromyalgia. Yeah. You know, Robin, you know, I've never seen two fibromyalgias that are the same. So I'm curious as no. to what it was for you that was the shift that brought you into freedom. What brought me into it was I was using a technique called emotional freedom technique. Mm -hmm. And I was doing right on the, I call it the reset, but it's, um, it's also called the karate chop, but it's between um, the pinky bone and the base of the hand. And I was just doing that on both of them, tapping both my hands together in that same area 10 times a day for 10 times, you know, in a sitting. And I just kept seeing all my different frustrations that I have. And just letting both sides have it. I'm like, yeah. I know that I'm really frustrated right now with this thought. And even though I have this thought, I really don't care because you know what? This thought feels really good right now. I just let like both sides hear like the good and the bad. And so in time, it took about six months. It, it wasn't like a quick, this is how it is. But I'm like, I was doing that. And then I noticed over time that that energy that was like that built up frustration from childhood trauma that I was like, okay, now I don't have this anymore. It, it made no sense to me because I was on Lyrica. I was on Savella. I was on a lot of different medications for it. And like nothing worked because it still, I couldn't be touched like without the pain. And I would still deal with the fibro fog of like, what day is it even? Like my memory and all these other things. And then when I started actually going into that root of the trauma and dealing with those issues instead of putting them underneath the rug like a lot of us tend to do in the beginning and like no that's not why you know and I was very much like I was the type of person that was very much like no this makes no sense I even told my one doctor my pain management doctor um had told me that well it's a body syndrome I'm like no you're not going to tell me that this is all in my head <laughs> They told me to get a book, so I, I I got one of the books that they had recommended, and I'm like, again, this is not in my head. I mean, like, this is actual pain. I wasn't ready to hear it. That's when I was 18. Now, I'm very much ready to hear it. I'm very much open to, okay, and I actually explore that, like, what happened to cause this issue? What can I do to change it? Instead of saying, well, this is, I know I need this and this and this, and it's like, no, stop, think. What was going on at my in my life at that time? Yeah. Of why I had that issue. But I'm very thankful that the, that the doctor had let me know about it because it took, like I said, 18, I'm 35 now. So it's like it took me from like 18 to about 30 to figure this stuff out that we actually can heal within ourselves. And I just recently figured that out again after my miscarriage. I had October 8th here. I found out my baby wasn't, the, the heart wasn't beating. And um, you see me now, it's like two months. It's December 7th today and, you know, two months tomorrow. But I've seriously have been okay. Like I haven't, I'm just like, 
this is okay. I'm mean, like, that happens. I mean, like, I didn't hold myself, you know, like responsible. I didn't have like that same anger that I had had seven years prior with my first miscarriage. So it's like when I was able to get to that point, then that's when I realized we really are just a bunch of holographic images. It's like everything just passes through us and we're having a human experience in a spiritual body. And that's what's like, this is like, wow. But like when you get to that point, then you start realizing, oh my gosh, law of attraction is real. And like if you look at some of my posts I have, even just about law of attraction, I'm like, don't talk about that to people because people don't want to accept that they created their own trauma. Don't talk to me about this, that I created this to happen to me because I didn't. And then it's like, okay, wait, stop. When I opened the door up and I realized, yes, I did after the first time, because the brain just purposely starts looking for it to protect itself. That's all it's trying to do. So I was totally unaware what my brain was doing. But at that time, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to accept it. It happened. There's nothing I can do about it. The past of the past. I can't do anything. I'll just accept it. And lo and behold, this was right before my miscarriage in October this year that I realized that I just let it go. I accepted the trauma that I caused. I accepted the sexual abuse. And I just said, you know what? I'll just accept that I was the cause of it. I'll just accept that this happened for me, not to me. And when I did, I finally felt whole in my life. I've never felt whole. Like all the medicines I was using, all these different things I was doing, I never felt like a whole person. I always felt like I was broken. Like what you were talking about, how you're always like looking for what's wrong with me. And then I finally got that. And I was like, it was like literally like within half an hour, I finally felt whole. And I'm like, to feel like a whole person. That was like the best gift ever. But now, like, if you would have, like I said, if you would have told me when I wasn't open to this, I said, you're crazy. <laughs> you're really brave, Robin. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm not, you know, just, it's one of those things that I do agree, like, with the, I didn't know that's, that's like what the integrative medicine was to really help figure out what tools would work because I'm so used to like the regular medical doctor and like back in my old life of the mental health where they in Minnesota, especially they just grab a hold of you and they're just like medication, medication, medication. And I'm like, I'm not on anything now, but it's like, I really wish that people knew more about that we can heal. We don't have to hold on to it. We can let it go if we choose. I don't know. Um, that's one of the things I was going to ask too. I recently was reading um, A Man's Search for Meaning by, Vic by Victor Frankl. Have you read that? Yeah. Okay. So in that book, I was asking my instructor, this is what led me on a wild goose chase too. He had said for me to read A Man's Search for Meaning. Because I'm like, why out of all these things that have happened to me, why did I turn around and want to help other people yet? Instead of doing the drugs, instead of doing the alcohol, instead of doing this other stuff, why? So I recently was reading that book and I'm like, that's why. Because our attitude, how we see things is everything. Like that's the one thing that they can't take away. Like nobody can take that away from us. Nobody can take away our mindset. 
not a single person can. So like even when you're doing like the heart math technique there, it's like I was able to see butterflies and love like for my children. I was like, nobody can take that away from me. I can be in the most horrible place like what Viktor Frankl was in the Holocaust and they could not take the images of his wife away from him. You know, so it's like, that's just so powerful. I just got goosebumps again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really powerful what you're talking about. You know, that essence that lives inside all of us. Yeah, and that's the essence that, um, I'm glad that you call it the essence because it's like, it feels like something more sacred. And I think if, this is my own personal opinion. I think if we were to see each other or see ourselves as a sacred person, it's like changing that terminology. I almost wonder like if we would start to see ourselves better. Like, does that make any sense? A thousand percent, a thousand percent sense. It's like what we're talking about is the internal journey and being permitted into increasingly sacred aspects of ourselves. Yes. That's the part that I that I love. So um, what services do you offer to help people create this peace through the compassion? Absolutely. So currently I'm I'm shifting um, my services um, towards focusing on helping people connect with their essence through the heart center. So right now I just, I have a heart center meditation that you can connect with through a link um, on my website. And it just brings you into this heart meditation. And if you're interested and you go there, you can just use the heart center meditation and then over time just stay in the loop with us and there'll just be more and more resources for how to activate this heart center and how to bring that out into the world for contribution to people um, and to our planet. In the past, um, I've been using dream work, energy healing, um, astrology to facilitate people doing doing private sessions with people in groups, which are really fun. And now I'm transitioning more into, okay, so how can we help people connect with this um, a little more efficiently? Um, because time is of the essence. And, yes. um, and and bring that out for contribution rather than it just being a solo um, healing or spiritual experience, but a collective one. I like that. Because I know that's one of the things I've seen on, the, on your website too was the astrology. And I'm like, I was wondering like, so like when I worked in the nursing home, I'm sure you've seen it too in your private practice. When the full moon hits, everybody's like, <laughs> like even my cats are like, woohoo. And I'm like, what the? is there anything to that? <laughs> How much does like this astrology affect us? That's the part I don't know. Yeah, a lot. I, you know, I love astrology and you and I were talking um, before the show about the different tools that we use, you know, that resonate with us. And it's my experience that different tools resonate with different people and anything that we yes. can do to help us know ourselves more is awesome. And so for me, I've had a natural inclination to, <laughs> towards astrology since I was a kid. And 
um, as I started learning it, I was like, wow, this is very natural. Um, and I found that it was a really incredible tool to help people, um, to help people learn all the different components of their chart and how it contributes to their life purpose. So one of the things that really works in astrology um, is that if you get a chart done, you know, and if you're listening to this and you have not had your astrology done, I highly recommend it. Um, particularly, you know, I, I um, this kind of astrology I've, I've been doing is called evolutionary astrology. And I think that's fantastic kind of astrology just because it shows you your soul's evolution in this lifetime. So it shows you kind of what you came in with, maybe your struggles and what you need to focus on to get your soul to where it needs to go. And, um, and so if you're listening and, you know, and that sounds appealing to you, it's really great because how it works is it says, okay, there's some stuff in my life that hurts. There's some stuff in my life that's good. And how do I see these in a larger cosmic context, like the larger purpose of my life? Like it's not the things that hurt don't just hurt because you know, to hurt for, for, for the sake of pain and suffering, they're part of this larger context of getting us to where we need to go. So we learn how to use all of the tools of our inner and outer world to contribute to this greater purpose to astrology. So that's why I love it. That's why I love astrology um, and used it um, for a long time in my, my work with people. That sounds really interesting. Cause I'm like, one other person told me they're like, well, you might want to know this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, but if it'll get me on like my soul's path faster, I'm all in on that one. Just, I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm like, I'm all in. Cause like I said, I, I struggle with that. Like, am I supposed to do the hypnosis? Am I supposed to do Reiki? Like, what am I supposed to be doing here? But it's like, if we can just say like one, like, okay, this is where we're going. Let's take that connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's also why I love the heart centering meditation and the heart, because if we can connect with that essence inside of our hearts, then we can really feel like, okay, so you can feel it. So, you know, if you're listening right now, tap into that essence in your heart and you can feel, okay, so what would it feel like to get Reiki right now? Like, does that help that essence grow? What would it feel like to have hypnosis? Does that help that essence grow? And you can feel a resonance or a discord and, and work from there. So then we're operating from the resonance of our hearts and rather than a cognitive place of trying to figure each little thing out, it's a, about resonance and flow and it's part of the greater flow. So again, that's why I love the heart center and help people get there. Awesome. I, I love it. I, I love our, I, I love our conversation. You know, like, it's just like, we just met like through emails, like through, through reaching out to me for being on a podcast, but it's like, I feel like I've known you like for years. I know. I know. This has been so great, Robin. I love this connection with you. I, I love this too, very much so. Catherine, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you with the time zone and your website? Yes. So um, on my website, there is a meditation, a heart frequency meditation. So if you're feeling this, if this interests you, access that meditation on the website and um, I'll send over a direct link to, so you don't have to be searching around the site, um, even though it's pretty easy to get to, but I'll send a direct link um, so you can access the meditation and just use the meditation and stay in the loop. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. I really appreciate your time and energy and being here. And this was an awesome conversation. It really, really was. I really appreciated it. Yeah. I'm sure our audience did too. Yeah, I really love this. It was great to be with you, Robin. It was great to talk with all of you out there. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.